0: Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Father's Podcast. Only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbach. What up, what up? And Trey Stinky Fingers Jose.
1: How we doing, folks?
0: First and foremost, uh, I think I just got to say a big thank you to all of you and the fantasy football community that, uh, you know, Helped us end our year on quite the high note. Um, so shout out to all you new followers. I think we put out a tweet asking for like 17 followers, and we got 300 followers or something like that. Um,
1: yeah, 300 plus, man. So we just wanted 17.
0: That was pretty sweet of all you guys. And so thank you to the fantasy football community. You guys are the coolest. The coolest.
1: Yeah, we can't get over. We just keep talking about how great the community is, like the fantasy football community and how great they were for retweeting, kind of giving us bigger exposure. Definitely the best exposure we've had since we started the podcast. Greatly, greatly appreciated. And I want to shout out Kyle Santos, our first fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Can't first first follower. Yo OG. Shout out to Kyle. You'll, I also ne- want to give you'll a- never forget
2: your first. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> <everyone forget laughs> Kyle. Kyle laid it down nice, man. <laughs>
1: I also want to give a shout out to our first Canadian listener. Wow. Hey. 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 Cross hey. the border there, ah, hey. huh, bud. Hey. It's yeah. a corn one up there, ain't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, we we definitely appreciate it. And, and obviously you guys are all new to the show. It it is a new show itself. Um uh, we just started recording the podcast this year. Um and so it's pretty um meat and potatoes right now. Uh, pretty bare boned, kinda old school style right now it's literally in my basement office and set up on i did just get a brand new desk so we're set up on that It's pretty sweet (laughs) but uh yeah so uh kind of bare basics here but we hope to bring you good fantasy knowledge and some good content hopefully a few laughs along the way and um as of for right now, we're gonna get into some week eighteen waiver wires for all you psychos that like to play through the regular season. And we got a few little dynasty um stash nibbles along the way there for you to to keep an eye on uh for your dynasty leagues. If you haven't already, check us out on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Um, that is our main social as of right now. And I believe that is our only social as of right now.
1: (laughs) So, um, if you're not on Twitter and you're on the other ones, we will be there soon. It's the only one we're active on right now. So if you're on Twitter getting active and you got questions, we will gladly answer them.
0: One's, one's enough for us 30 year olds who, um, aren't the best at the old socials. Um, so Anyways, um right now we're on Twitter at the FF Fathers. You can find us there. That's where we post all of our shows. Um and really you can listen to us anywhere podcasts are available. Um as of right now, except for YouTube, which we will also be on soon. So uh keep your eyes peeled for that because all off season we'll be doing some dynasty content and other cool
1: fantasy football related things. So Silver lining for not being on YouTube is you can just listen to us on our website. The link is on our Twitter uh, bio, and there's no commercials on our website when you listen to the podcast. And if you're not paying for YouTube Red and we're on YouTube, you're going to get some commercials. So you can skip all that and go to the website if you like. That
0: is one thing for sure. You will not have any commercials or ad reads while listening to our podcast as of right now. Um, Maybe a beer company will sponsors here pretty soon.
1: Nah, either way, we're all about the the fantasy football facts right now. We don't have sound drops or nothing. That's also the server lining of us being kind of bare bones is we just go straight to the facts once we get past our intros. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's do that. Uh, Week 18 waivers. Um,
0: Let's start here at the top with the quarterback, Trey Lance, rostered in 27% of leagues. If he's available in your Dynasty League, I don't know why. He should be picked up. Um, if not, he's an absolute must-add. But he also, you know, it was a little scary there through the first half of the game against the Texans. Eventually, the offense got rolling a bit, and he did end up leaving you with a pretty decent game. Actually, a good game, 20 fantasy points. Um, you know, so fantasy-wise, it was a pretty good game. 249 yards, two, interse- or two touchdowns and one interception. He also ran the ball for eight times for 31 yards. He looked pretty... Pretty decent in the second half, but they do get the Rams next week. Uh, Rams have only allowed one touchdown to quarterbacks in the last six games and have snagged five interceptions during that span.
1: You like that dig that I did? It's a nice Isn't dig. that wild? In last six games, only one passing touchdown, five interceptions. The Rams' defense is on fire.
0: Yeah, so does that – If you're in a league that plays through Week 18 for the championship, are you – throwing in Trey Lance again?
2: No, I don't think you can. Honestly, that matchup is tough. Even even though he has the running capability, that's a really, really tough matchup. Plus, we're not even entirely sure if he's going to get the start again. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, there's a strong chance he does play. Um, they said, uh, head coach Kyle Shan- Shanahan said right after the game in the post-conference that um, he would expect Jimmy to have to be almost 100% before he played him, but that... Just because Trey Lance had a good game, he's not going to just you know bench Garoppolo.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And just from what we said about the Rams, I'm totally avoiding Trey Lance this week if he does get the start. And if he got Jimmy G, avoid him too. Like, you think he's going to be the man that throws two touchdowns for the first time in <laughs> six weeks on the Rams? That's definitely not happening. Right. I do want to <laughs> say though, what a great first name, you know, Trey Lance. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
0: yeah, probably super
1: smart guy. They probably spelled s- it right too. Probably super good at fancy too with that first name. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he'd be Lansing people. <laughs> uh, next on the list
0: here, we'll jump to the running back position. Uh, Rex Burkhead rostered in 11% of leagues uh, after the Monster Week 16 um, output. He came back to earth on Sunday and had a pedestrian 79 total yards on and five catches, uh, finishing finishing with just 9.9 fantasy points. Uh, numbers aren't great, but it's nice to see him handle the lion's share of the workload again, with David Johnson out. Uh, Johnson was on the COVID list, but is dealing with a hammy was dealing with a hammy injury before that. If he remains out, can you trust Rex Burkhead, uh, with another volume play
1: in the Week 18 championship? I would say yes. Like as a really low end RB two. Um, he, he's shown when he does get like a majority of the carries that he can be useful. That I mean, that 9.9 points that he had last week with David Johnson out, I, I feel like that's kind of like his floor if he gets the full go with David Johnson out. But with David Johnson having an extra week of recovery for this hamstring and coming off the COVID list, I, got, I have a feeling David Johnson will be back. But, I mean, if he's not, I like Rex Burkhead as a low-end RB2 for sure. He's He's capable of scoring the touchdown because if they are going to score on the ground, he's the one that's going to do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you. I think you have to um, still play him. I think I, I think more is a flex play personally. Um, so I mean, not a huge step down from, from where you have him at. Uh, mostly because of the matchup this week. It's uh, the Tennessee Titans defense has been on a roll of of late. So um, that's all where I put him. But I think he's certainly still playable.
1: Well, last week, just to point point out, like uh, RB two last week, the floor of RB two is about twelve point one points. So, so do you see Rex getting a little bit less than that, and if he gets the lead in the backfield?
2: Yeah, I think he's still going to come in about where he did this week, uh, about nine points. Unless he scores a touchdown, obviously, then that that helps him out a ton. But you don't want to bank on on a touchdown. That's you know pretty pretty hit or miss.
1: Well, even without the touchdown, he finished twenty eighth, which is only four outside of startable in a twelve team league.
2: Yeah, but that still puts then, him. Yeah, I mean, I, I we're basically saying the same thing. I just think I would put him. I probably have him a couple spots below my in my rankings and where you have him. Oh, yeah, um, but we're we're not far off.
0: Uh, next on the list, and I think probably the top guy this week if you need someone to play in, in a Week 18 fantasy championship. That is if Antonio Gibson does sit. But uh, Jarrett Patterson, rostered in 5% of leagues. Um, he's filled in nicely and filled in nicely last week for Antonio Gibson, finishing with 18.3 fantasy points, uh, 118 total yards, five catches, and a rushing touchdown. Um Patterson had the second most catches and third most receiving yards for the Washington football team, which is crazy. Um it's looking like Gibson is probably going to be back, but he's been dealing with injuries all year. Um, you know, in a season that has gotten away from this team after some some def- definitely some higher hopes than the uh football team has had in a while. Well, they got eliminated from the playoffs, yeah, last mm-hmm. week, right? Right. So yeah. that that's a big deal. I think Gibson could probably, I would not be surprised at all if he sits. I would imagine he probably should. Um, he's been dealing with a, a fractured uh, shin, I believe, all year. Um, and now, you know, the other issues, I just don't
1: see why they would play him. Well, I noticed you were avoiding calling him J-Pat, like I wrote in the document. <laughs> you don't like my nickname, man? I, I feel like that kind of flows. Yeah, Old J-Pat he starts taking off, you know, I think people will call him that. But, yeah, he he looks great. And if uh, Gibson's out, which, like, I feel like we would all agree that if you're the Washington football team and you're out of the playoffs, why would you start someone who's basically a cornerstone of your organization at this point? Yeah. And Jerry Patterson looked great last week. It's almost the same uh, reasoning I have with Rashad Penny a couple of weeks ago we were talking about it. Like if you have someone that you know you're not going to have long term potentially, why not use the shit out of them while you still have him? Kind of like a rental car, right? That was like my example. And you use yeah. the shit out of it. You know you're going to bring it back. It's not yours, you know, forever. And just just run it to the ground. And they, they might do that with Jared Patterson. Do you well, feel the same way? Jar-
0: Jarrett's a rookie. Um, McKissick on a contract year. I I think you see what you have in the rookie. Help to yeah, make those decisions. Yeah, next for year. sure.
2: Um, I just knowing who. Uh, Ron Rivera, is, though I unless Antonio Gibson, it cannot go because of injury. I expect Antonio Gibson to still play this this week's game, though. Yeah, because would... of old
1: riverboat Ron.
2: Yep. Just... <laughs> Too competitive, man. Like he's not gonna just like let a season go away, even though they're out of the playoffs. He's still gonna want to win this game. Yeah, he's a
1: rambling, gambling <laughs> <see> man. That. <laughs> uh, moving on to the. I want to say J D McKissick is on IR though, so he's not even in the yeah. future. No, I was just saying contract year, like they're going to have to
0: make that decision next year on if they need to re-sign McKissick or not. Mm. Seeing Jared Patterson with some more volume could help them make that decision. Um, Le'Veon Bell, as of right now, who's rostered in 7% of leagues, he is the only Tampa Bay running back that is 100% healthy. Uh, Rojo has an ankle injury. Ron uh, has bruised ribs. And Giovanni Bernard hopeful to return this week but still not certain.
1: Did you call Vaughn Ron?
2: Yeah I thought he said <clears> that too. <clears <clears Did I <throat> say Ron?
1: Yeah, I I he Vaughn. has got bruised ribs, yeah. Not not Ron old. Ron Jones. Vaughn, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Ron Vaughn. Ron Joe? Ron Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh bruised ribs.
0: Um so how are you handling this situation? Is there one that I mean, let's say you're playing in a week eighteen championship. Would you really Prescribe starting Le'Veon Bell in that week 18 <laughs> <laughs> championship.
2: No, no, You uh, like, just sorry. Um, I know he was great at one time, but that was, what, like, five years ago? Last time he was, uh, you know, even remotely okay in this league. He's been terrible since he left Pittsburgh. I wouldn't even go close to Le'Veon Bell.
1: Yeah, definitely not. I mean, with this situation, right, you guys probably, I'm curious how you guys feel about this, but I wouldn't, you know, probably wait a couple of days. I, I feel like because it's like with these three guys, like Le'Veon Bell, we're probably all out on. But between Keshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard, if they both get the go, right, that that seems like a big deal. Giovanni Bernard's still a very uh, productive back if he is healthy, right. But but he went on the IR with two injuries. Gio did right. I mean, he had um some a sort hip of hip problem. The yeah, hip and a knee injury. Yeah, I mean, so hopefully he's fine now if they activate him from IR. But, I mean, if I had to choose from these three guys right now, someone to pick up off the waiver wire, it'd be Kishan Vaughn. Yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn, I think, at the very – like,
0: more than anything, I think he's a great dynasty stash. Fournette, Ronald Jones, Giovanni Bernard, and Bell are all going to be free agents next year, depending on who they decide to, to re-sign or not. But um, I think it could be interesting to see how it plays out, um, see who they re-sign, see who they let go. I think either way – Keyshawn Vaughn stands a good chance to move up in the depth chart uh, this
1: offseason. Really young back, so. So is that, out of those three guys, that's who we will go on probably? For this week? Yeah. I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn, right? Yeah, I
2: think you'd have to. I mean, we know who Gio is. He's not, you know, uh, every down back. He's a pass catching back, especially at this point in his career. So it's got to be Vaughn.
1: Giovanni Bernard exists to hurt RB1 numbers. <laughs> That's the purpose of his career.
0: Um, Moving on, Ty Johnson running back for the New York Jets, rostered in 26% of leagues. He could see a bigger workload this week with Michael Carter uh, dealing with a concussion and Tevin Coleman uh, still in protocols. So both those guys could possibly miss next week. Um, which could make Johnson a a low-end flex option in PPR formats against the Bills in Week 18. And, like, those are the type of plays you're talking about if you're, you know, looking to play something in Week 18. It's just – that's why we don't suggest playing in Week 18, um, but I know some people do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, I mean playing in week eighteen just to kind of put out that most people don't because there's always the risk of a team that has the number one seed locked up sitting all their starters and you know, right. there goes your Green championship Bay game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and you see less teams doing it now, but like back in the day when, like when it was, you know, Indianapolis with Paint Manning, they seemed to sit re- players a week eight or the lot week seventeen back then every year. Like right. regardless they didn't care. They wanted the rest. And it, and it would kill owners. So like that's why leagues do it usually go, you know, the week before if you are one of the uh I'd say unlucky few that are playing week eighteen, then like these are all like really hard decisions to make because you don't know what's gonna happen,
0: yeah, it's really hard to predict and there's a lot of uncertainty, and then of course you have teams that lock everything up and and don't need to
1: play anybody so but well, as a general rule, of thumb though, if you are playing in a week eighteen championship and you don't really know how to go about it if you just look at the teams that have clinched playoff spots. Um, they're more like they're the ones who are likely to sit somebody, and the teams who have clinched the first round by and home advantage. I don't know if that has happened already yet. Packers, Cre- yeah, the, the Green Bay, yeah. the Packers. The, the AFC
2: side's side crazy. There is actually all four division winners still have a chance for the number one seed in the AFC.
0: Yeah, a lot to play
2: for there. So yeah, a lot to play for there. But yeah, the Packers, any Packers starters, I am worried about playing them this week.
1: They won't play. I, I guarantee you, Aaron Rodgers is not going to. So is that the only team we're really worried about, sitting starters? Well, not necessarily because
2: you still have, like, the Rams and Cardinals are still trying to fight for the division, Um, you know, instead of being the wild card. That's a big big deal also to play at home in the in the first week well, of the that's playoffs. That's what I'm saying. Right. They're not
1: going to sit their guys. The only team that we're really worried about sitting their guys because they mm. have a secure future at this point in the playoffs is the Packers, which is interesting to say at the end of the season. I, I can't remember last time only one team has that.
2: Right, clinch with one week. Yeah, left. That, that, that is a good point. Everyone else is basically playing for you know playoff positioning. So I would agree with that. Actually, the Packers are the only team you need to worry about. Right. Um, with that being said, the one guy I would play super confidently for the Packers would actually be AJ Dillon.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, you could even see a lot of their third uh, running back though too in the game. I, I'm I'm afraid because I know they want Dillon also for the playoffs. You know. But they still get the first round bye in the playoffs, so yeah, you definitely could see a lot of Dylan because um, he'll still have a week to rest, even if he does play in Week 18. Um, moving
1: on to receivers here. Uh, uh, did we finish on Tyler Johnson there? Or I don't uh, know, not did really. You say we anything? We well, we brought him up, and then we went off on like the tangent of like yeah. who actually is going to be sitting people this week because I was curious if Buffalo had, but with New England being good this year, they they didn't clinch yet, but the Bills didn't. But with Ty Johnson, if he fills in with Michael Carter out, I um, kind of like what you were saying, like you just, if someone has a majority of the backfield, I'm going to start him in a championship game. Yeah. It is the Jets, but, I mean, you're just hoping for that touchdown. I'd yeah. put him in the flex, would you?
2: Yeah, I think you can put him in the flex. I mean, he'd be the only guy there. Um, Well, we think so. Remember, this happened earlier in the year. They went to a guy we hadn't heard of. I can't remember his name right now. Um, Austin Walter? Yeah. Yeah, good old Austin there. Austin Walter. He sounds like a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Walter. You guys got on
1: me for my cop take with John Bates. Uh, yeah. I guess a teacher is <laughs> a nicer thing to say.
2: But, I mean, so the, I could see that happening too because, I mean, Walter came in when well, the same situation happened, or happened early in the year, and I think he led the league or led the team in carries. So that definitely gives me some pause.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah.
0: Uh. Moving on to receivers, Rashad Bateman rostered in forty-six percent of leagues. He's back. Because he had ten targets last week with Huntley at the helm. Seven uh receptions for fifty-eight yards. But Lamar Jackson does have a chance to return in week eighteen, making this especially risky, uh, because we saw Bateman kind of disappear. Um finally had a another decent game last week. Can you pick up Bateman on the off chance that Huntley plays again and you could throw him as a, in as a flex, potentially?
1: I personally wouldn't just because, I mean, he had 10 targets from Tyler Huntley, which is great to see, but he only had seven catches, 58 yards. It's just not a good output for someone that you expect more from. And he finished with 9.3 points um, in half PPR. I, um, I would avoid him definitely inconsistent and with Lamar coming back it's just um if you have, if you have another option it's definitely the better way to go. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, cuz this is the third game with Huntley if I remember correctly or two games Huntley one with the third quarterback, right? Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Mhm. So, in the previous game with Huntley at quarterback, he had two targets, one catch for 5 yards. So, that doesn't yeah. You know, give me any confidence that he's going to be able to repeat this performance. His yeah. inconsistency
0: is horrible. Pretty inconsistent, for sure. Like, if you had to choose one this week, uh, both guys off this list, would you choose Braxton Berrios or Rashad Bateman? Berrios.
2: Yeah, I would, too. It's, at least he has more consistent look.
0: Yeah, speaking of Berrios, rostered in 3% of leagues. He has three straight double-digit games now after scoring twice last week, uh, one receiving and one rushing. He's been heavily involved in the last 3 weeks due to their wide receiver injuries, 4 touchdowns in the last 3 games. Although one was a kick return. Uh if Jameson Crowder is out again, would you take a risk on Braxton?
1: I personally would just because of his usage. Um when they're using him in the run game, receiving game, obviously he's a returner. I don't know it, it's very league specific if your league counts a player getting a kick return um touchdown as part of their points. The leagues that we participate in do. So that uh, yep. it may, you know, it definitely helped him out for sure. I didn't Honestly, I didn't realize that until <laughs> I was looking at that. I was like, do we allow that I was this? like, I don't even know that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. If your guy gets a, a return touchdown, it counts in our league. So it's definitely an option. I imagine a lot of people probably have that option off. But either yeah. way, he's heavily involved. Um, just because he has a chance to score on the, on the ground or through the air, he's kind of just like a, a C version of Debo to me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Going to the kick return thing, I think actually probably most leagues have it on, but nobody realizes it. Realizes it, it yeah. uh, oh, like us, yeah, like <laughs> us. Because honestly, the reason like back in the day that would make more sense when like people put their stars back there, like you would see you know Deshaun Jackson go back and return a punt. You just don't see that anymore. Um, right. Cooper Cup's one of the few guys like star players I see returning kicks anymore. So that's probably why. But regardless, um, out of all the guys that we're mentioning for out of the receiver group, Braxton Barrios is the one I'm putting at the top of my waiver wire list this week.
0: Yeah, um for sure I think you could, you know, you could see another pop game out of him with all the injuries there. Did uh, you guys know he's a fourth
1: year player? Braxton Barrios?
2: Um seeing I didn't even know his name until this year? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> I yeah, know. I
1: thought he was second because I did, I saw his name pop up last year. He was getting a nice amount of targets and catches. So he was like a PPR guy I was looking at kind of in a deeper league. Yeah. Um I thought it was a second year guy though. Yeah, honestly no idea. What college did he go to? I don't know that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll ask you something you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <But> well, <I'm, laughs> he went to he went to Miami. Uh did he? It's in front of me. Where's that? No, I'm kidding. Are <laughs> <Where, laughs> <laughs> oh, we talking about the U or Ohio? <laughs> the, the, the U, the U. Don't worry. <laughs> but well, well I want to bring up real quick. if you get kick return points. Imagine if they were still using Cordero as a kick and punt returner. No how much like he'd have like 50 more points this year probably. Oh, well, uh, I mean, maybe he, that's not maybe not that much. Thirty more. Points. I
2: mean, they Sorry. only they only count touchdowns, not yardage on kick returns. So or, or any returning. So I mean, he'd have to score a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, I'm that
1: fantasizing way. now. I'm a Cordero fanboy before <laughs> he went off. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, it's kind of crazy. I was looking at Braxton for Dynasty, and I was like, he's been in the league. He's going to be a fifth year player next year. Just kind of blew my mind, but definitely some chemistry there with the young quarterback. Uh, Marquez Callaway next on the list rostered in 37 percent of leagues six catches for 97 yards last week making the second time in three games that he had sur- has surpassed double-digit fantasy points uh, he had taste him at QB twice and performed well both times um, so it seems like they're developing a bit of chemistry uh, do you guys think he's worth flyer this week against Atlanta if you're talking week 18 championship
1: first off I just want to say welcome back to the podcast Marquez Calloway <laughs> <laughs> and this might be one of the somehow. first times we've said his name in a while right I mean I can't remember last time if we talked about him <laughs> yeah. maybe preseason we were talking about him but I would use him if Taysom Hill starting because um like his his two good games in the last three games that was with Taysom Hill starting a quarterback so it seems like when Taysom Hill's on the on the field, that is his favorite target. That doesn't really give him a great ceiling, but it does give him a decent usage. And if you're in a deep league, he's definitely worthy of like a flex play. Or if you have like two flexes, definitely like a second flex guy.
2: Um I, I'm kinda of leaning the other way I mean, I understand like in a deep league for sure, but this passing offense as a whole is so inconsistent that it really makes me wonder about that. Um Ah, man, it's it's just, it's tough. I mean, sure, two of the last three weeks, but I mean, you look at the season before that, it, he went, what, three weeks in a row without a double-digit, below five points. I mean, it's pretty tough. Um, I think, I think, yeah, in a deeper league or a multi-flex league, I think that's where you can consider him. In standard leagues, with just a single flex, um, PPR or not, I would not be wanting to pick up Marquez Calloway.
0: Yeah, it's obviously really deep, as all these guys are, right? So, I mean, we're in week 18 now gentlemen and um we're talking about wave work guys so like, <laughs> it's not gonna be it's, it's pretty thin there's not gonna be any automatic plays here i don't know if you guys can um, tell but
1: james loves talking about <laughs> i love 18, <laughs> man. After, yeah we super, had a rough championship week we'll super say that for fun
0: uh no happy to be here but it is week 18 and i am a bit salty about how some of those championship weeks went. Um, But we'd be missed if we did not bring up the Tampa Bay wide receiver situation there after Antonio Brown decided to um, strip down to just his pants and (laughs) just skip and jumping jack. Show off how bad his ankle hurt. (laughs) (laughs) He's literally on the field as, like, they're playing. One of the – down by 14 against the Jets. Can, can
1: I bring this up as, like, guys who used to play football? Did you guys see how easily he took off his pads? How the fuck did he do that? <laughs> he, probably, he probably didn't even have them buckled up. For well, you, you, have
2: to, you. you have to remember, like, when you were playing in, at North Central High School, uh, they didn't re- exactly fit the pads to you, <laughs> yeah. like in the NFL, where they, <laughs> you know, like they're, custom. They're like, yeah, they're custom-made. Hey, they
1: weren't fitting the helmets either, my friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> this is so. coming from
0: Trey, who had the biggest shoulder pads and helmet combination I've
2: ever seen on a wide receiver in my life. Yeah, weren't you wearing? Didn't you have a lineman helmet as a wide receiver?
1: Yeah, I joined the team late, and I got to the equipment room last dibs, and I was rocking like a fucking twelve-piece <laughs> face mask. <laughs> I was crying when he when I
0: saw him come out in his
1: his helmet pads,
0: like, couldn't even lift his arm. He's up.
1: either wear that or not have a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think
2: they allow that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so anyways, Antonio Brown, if you haven't heard yet, uh, went crazy again, left the game, mid-game. He's apparently off the team, but not. Apparently he was in an Uber saying it's going to make his Netflix something uh, blow up or something like that. Who knows,
1: man? I mean,
2: dude, he's in do much better than Netflix. He's he's going for thirty for thirty. Here. <laughs> HBO, uh,
1: he fucking wishes if yeah. they disrespect him with that. <laughs> a ten part yeah.
2: series on HBO. <laughs> oh, I mean if they
1: disrespect everybody else by giving him a thirty for thirty, right? <laughs> um, so
0: coming back to week eighteen championships, my favorite topic. Um, would you take a shot on Tyler Johnson, who's rostered in eight percent of leagues, or Cyril Grayson? Who's not I rostered? It's Cyril. I think it's Cyril. Cyril, Grayson, Cyril Grayson, who's not rostered in any leagues. Can you believe that? Um, yeah, I, I can't believe that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <it's> <laughs> yeah. Would you take a shot on either of these guys that, you know, um, seem to be the next guy up? Grayson had eight targets last week, six receptions, 81 yards,
1: and a touchdown. I'm going to do a kind of deep dive on this one, okay? I will take Cyril Grayson over Tyler Johnson only because. Uh, what we know about this is Cyril Grayson had uh, most of his stats in like, the final game-winning drive, right? Uh, do we know what time A.B. left the game? What quarter it was? It was early third, yeah. Early third, okay. So we got Brady stewing for about a quarter and a half. Well, they're also down 14 to the Jets. Right, so and on his game-winning drive, he's a, he goes, this is my guy, I'm sticking with him. And maybe out of spite, kind of just like showing, hey, A.B., this could have been you this guy i just peppering with targets in the game-winning touchdown maybe the spiteful part of him right I don't know if you guys saw man in the man in the arena he's definitely he takes things personally he's kind of got a little Michael Jordan feel to him right
2: remember he can still name like all 186 players that were drafted before him 20 yeah. goddamn years ago
1: right and he and he took that uh disrespectfully or whatever Michael Jordan said in the documentary <laughs> right and I, and I took that personally right yeah. that's what he said Yeah, so I think he might take it a little personally, and that might elevate Cyril Grayson a little bit. If you want to go on the deep, deep take, that's my deep take on that. I think he'll show Cyril Grayson a little bit of extra love because of how A.B. did him. Because A.B. did him dirty, right? I mean, Tom Brady brought him out of the wing. So you would play him if you're theoretically in a Week 18 championship. If I'm choosing between these two, I'm going with Cyril Grayson. And if I had to, yeah, I would throw him maybe like a second flex. If we're talking about the injuries on Tampa Bay, still stay the same, and I'm choosing in between these two receivers on Tampa, Tom, who's been lighting it up this year. Someone's mm-hmm. catching touchdowns.
0: Yeah.
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, I sounded crazy at <laughs> yeah, first. I, I sounded
1: crazy at first. No, yeah. for sure. I mean,
2: no, I, I mean, I yeah, get it. yeah. I, don't, I mean, yeah, I could believe it. I mean, honestly, at this point, anything could fucking happen. Right. Who knows? And it's on you. But for also, I want in week eighteen. So I just for, the, for some reason this <laughs> came, came to mind about Tom Brady. Brady being spiteful. Remember, Tom Brady like moved AB into his into his house. Do you think he changed the locks already? Dude, that's an awkward... (laughs) That's an awkward... uh, I've been pulling up after,
1: like, oh, game-winning drive, Giselle. What the fuck are you doing here, dude? Just 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 sitting on the couch, yeah, just eating fucking honey oats.
2: AB pulls up up in the driveway, Tom Brace, throwing his clothes out the window. (laughs) How'd you do this to me? Wish AB was already
1: there, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Chilling, man. Hopefully his wife wasn't painting a mural and looking away. (laughs) sexual harassment (laughs) (laughs) look into it google it all right google (laughs) we'll let you finish that one off (laughs) um
0: all right well that's pretty much the waivers we got a few little dynasty wide receiver stashes here just for a little just a little niblet as we head into the off season and some you know dynasty content to look forward to um anyways so here's a few guys that are in a position to possibly have an increased role next year and have shown some flashes. Um, Anton Wesley, rostered in 0% of Dynasty Leagues on Sleeper right now. Uh, he seems to be a decent Dynasty stash at the moment. Uh, A.J. Green was signed to a one-year deal with Arizona, and I honestly don't really see them bringing him back. Uh, Antoine has been seeing a lot of run right now, especially in – targets in the red zone um and he's been making the most out of it three touchdowns in the last two games he's a tall receiver that um uh, can kind of fit, fit that aj green bill
1: um so i think he's worth a stash in dynasty right now i think i would agree i mean the couple plays i saw that him ma- him make i was impressed yeah he looks pretty good yeah we, um, we've talked about it before we love guys who grab the ball with their hands and it looked like he was, like he was pulling that beast out of the air for sure. So definitely, he has uh, solid fundamentals as far as catching the ball, which is nice. But with Arizona, man, I mean, definitely a good dynasty play. Ah, uh, man, I have to put my dynasty hat on. It's been a second since so I I put that on. But I mean, with like we got Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, DeAndre Hopkins coming back next year, so that puts him at four, right? Uh, if they don't re-sign Green,
2: three. Christian Kirk is also an undrafted free or gonna be a, uh, yeah, Christian Kirk, Uh well, free agent. There it is. That's the one. Unrestricted for you. Unrestricted. I was like, I Ah. got got stuck on undrafted. Couldn't get out of there. Oh, yeah. I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and he fits a different mold than, you know, Rondell more. Like, Antoine Wesley's six foot four.
1: He's almost a foot taller than Rondell. I just looked it up. (laughs) Yeah. Rondell is five seven. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, He definitely fits more of like the AJ Green type role in terms of this in his offense, it seems like. Um,
0: And he's still, you know, this is only his second year. Next year is his third year. Uh, we see kind of a lot of guys make a jump in that that third year. So, and I've liked, like like actually said,
2: this, this is his fourth year.
0: Wesley, yeah, I'm uh, looking at it right now. It's his third.
2: Yeah, third. Scroll down to his career stats there, bud. Yeah, third. It goes rookie, first two. That's so. Yeah, this is third year. Next year is his fourth year.
1: Yeah, so this is his third year.
2: Yeah, he said next year it was gonna be his third year.
1: Oh,
0: wait,
2: what?
0: Yeah. Oh, experience too. Okay. Yeah, Never mind. Experience. gotcha. Yep. Yeah, this is third year. So it'll be a fourth <laughs> year. Still same window. Third, fourth year jump. Um, so anyways, yeah, I think Minor he's worth a stash. A little adjustment there. Uh Gabriel Davis rostered in twenty percent of Dynasty Leagues, which kinda surprised me. Um the number was that low still. because um, he's actually had some good games this year. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is also only signed to a one year deal with Buffalo. I can't imagine they'll re sign Emmanuel Sanders um next year. I think he'll be like 36, 35, something yeah, like that. I mean, standard- he's
1: been non existent this year though, anyways. Well he had the you know, the great start to the year
2: right. and then disappeared. I mean at this point in his career he's gonna just keep signing one year contracts unless he retires and he's he's ring chasing. You know, that's kinda what you do at the end of the career, just try to go yeah. get Finally get that Super Bowl ring,
1: right? So I mean you'll the Tampa Bay next year.
2: <laughs> Unless I mean he he's what like again? What's his age right now? He's
1: old. He's thirty four years old. Eleven years of experience
2: out of I mean, SMU. So I mean, yeah, you're talking about a year or two max left in left in his playing time. And if you want
1: to hear us talk about possible free agent destinations, we're definitely going to cover that in the offseason. That was like one of the first episodes we ever put out, right, it was our favorite uh, running back destinations.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah, we'll definitely be doing some of that. And, yeah, Gabriel Davis um, has a chance to definitely have a solid role next year. We've seen some nice flashes out of him. Um, and you can pick him up for free in Dynasty right now, which is kind of crazy. Um, Diami Brown. The Washington football team, wide receiver, rostered in 6% of leagues. It's been a quiet rookie year for the third-round pick, even though he got plenty of playing time early on. I think in the first two weeks he played quite a bit before he got hurt. But uh, he's either been injured or buried on the depth chart since October. Uh, He finally made a big play in Week 16, but should receive more opportunity next year when he's healthier and when guys like DeAndre Carter, who is only signed to a one-year deal, are out of the picture. Should clear up that wide receiver 2-3 role um, going forward, and hopefully the quarterback situation will improve. But uh, he's a dynamic player. Um, I liked him coming into this year. uh, Dynamic rookie that – I think when given the opportunity and with a little bit more tutelage i think he could be a really good player um so i like stash and diami i've
1: had him stashed on my dynasty league and my taxi squad all year long man i this is honestly a, a newer name to me um i think it's pretty cool that north carolina has like two somewhat prominent rookies in the nfl like michael michael carter and then uh Diami Brown, that's awesome for North Carolina as a university, but, um, pretty much what you said. Until they figure out the quarterback situation, like this could be a great dynasty pickup. You know, like let's just say they were something begging, crazy
0: they were begging for another weapon on the outside all year
1: and just couldn't get it. Well, I mean, who who we got available next year, right? Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is like the big name that could be, could possibly be available to move next year. Russell Wilson moving in the off so Let's say Russ goes to Washington Football Team. Right, looks pretty good for Diami. Could you I mean, imagine? Could okay, you imagine? Tyler? Right, yeah, I'm doing this just to fuck with our Seahawks fan here, Irby. What I do know. you think about that?
2: Uh, it sounds awful. It's a big butt. It's a big punch of the gut. Um, <laughs> but you know, it could happen either way. Um, I I like Diami. I mean, He he has shown sm- very small. Like he's on the field. He does make some like a couple plays here and there. That like, like, damn, okay, this this kid's got something. But yeah, yeah. The issue is that I mean, the Washington football team, that core position is yeah just bad. I mean. I know that they were thinking that uh, Heineke, you know, was kind of playing for maybe a long-term position there, and then he really shit the bed last, like, six weeks. So, right, right. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. They're probably—the <laughs> thing is, like, too, so they either bring back Heineke, maybe— Fitzpatrick— come back?
1: are you talking about my preseason season <laughs> favorite for your <laughs> mvp <laughs> <laughs> that that, that needs more explanation page. it was my pre-season favorite but definitely you, my dark horse for mvp you, you
2: have to go a ways back in the episodes to find that one yeah, but it's buried i was going conspiracy theory <laughs> oh, <yeah>. you also <laughs> thought he was going to go to the patriots though and be mvp there yeah well he could oh well, that
0: been. was the real hype though for this washington yeah. football team everyone thought they're going to be better than the cowboys you know like
2: well, they should. I mean, but also the, the defense also completely fell apart this year. Yeah, yeah. that—that's literally where That's, they were. That was the like Achilles' heel, I think, that snapped. That's
1: right. the reason they were good last year. So everyone's like, okay, they can at least be that, right? right. And then that fell apart. Yeah, but I, I want to say real quick um, before we get into something else, for as far as waivers, if you're looking for a defense this week, Kansas City Chiefs defense. Oh, yep. yep. Only rostered in 27% of leagues on sleeper. They play the Broncos this week, and they beat the shit out of the Broncos back in week 13. Held them to nine, nine points. Um, it, it was like right in the middle of the Kansas City's defense being on a roll. They're still kind of on a roll. They just have played some good teams lately. And um, we all know how Denver's been struggling offensively. The Kansas City defense is just going to go nuts on them, I assume. Divisional games definitely add a little bit um, extra uncertainty to it,
2: but I feel like this is.
1: like, good to go.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, if you listen to our starts of the week, I told you that Kansas City's defense wasn't as good as people made it out to be. They were feasting on bad offenses. This is a bad offense, though, so they will feast again.
0: They shall feast. And that'll do it for our Week 18 Waiver Wire edition. Um, So later in the week, we will have starts and sits. We're still going to go through every single matchup, even though it's Week 18. <laughs> so that should be cool. <laughs> no, but keep an eye out for that, uh, especially if you're playing in Week 18 for the championship. And if you are, make sure you tell your commissioner to change that next year to Week 17, so <laughs> we don't
2: have to do this. Uh, <laughs> My goodness! I, know. Well, I just, just want to say, obviously, keep it going. Jeez, James, thanks for thanks for showing up tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just wanted to say, if you're like a DFS type of guy, that, that's is that why if that's why you're into fantasy, you do DFS picks and whatnot. Our start sit episode is definitely more fitting for what you're looking after. We go through every yeah. single matchup, go through every relevant player of every matchup. We post that episode on Friday morning, right after the Thursday night game, if there is a Thursday night game, which there isn't this week. But uh, so we still doing that Friday morning, right? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we'll upload it Friday morning, and you'll get great advice on DFS picks for the weekend, things like that.
0: Yep, yep. And thank you again to everyone who followed us recently. We couldn't be more appreciative. You guys are the best. Uh, we we appreciate it very, very much. And uh can't wait to bring more fantasy content to your to your little ears. Yeah,
1: we, we totally appreciate it. I mean what what you listen to, you know, is just us starting out and if you like what we're saying already, it's only gonna get better. It's gonna be produced better, better content, better uh just better everything all around. So if you like us right now, hopefully you'll like us even more at the beginning of next season.
0: Oh, sure. At the FF Fathers on Twitter, and we will see y'all on Friday. Take care.